Welcome back to Calculating Christmas. If you missed the previous chapters, you can find them on this podcast in the episode list. And now, chapter eight, Eric Everywhere. Eric was in my fourth period class as well. So was Carol. When she came into the classroom, she dropped her bag on the floor and flopped into the seat behind me. Hey, Algebra, she said, poking me in the back with her pencil. The school is crazy. Lily, a familiar voice called from the doorway. It was Eric. He smiled as he came over to us. I thought I lost you in the hallway, but I found the right place anyway. Okay, I said. Corey and I had purposely walked faster than normal to this class, trying to get away from him. We just didn't know he was also coming here. When Eric came over to our group, Carol immediately got up from her desk and switched to the one behind Corey, so Eric could sit behind me. Thanks, he nodded to Carol. Do you two know each other? Corey asked, oblivious to the fact that since Carol is really Santa Claus's daughter, she couldn't possibly know Eric. Eric and Carol shook their heads. The light over there was too bright for me, Carol added. Yeah, like even Corey would believe that. Carol and Eric ate lunch with us also. We were becoming a regular set. Okay, I know the proper slang for a group of friends who hang out is something like crew or gang or clique, but come on, set works too. Plus, as defined by math, set equals a group of variables or numbers or geometric figures or just about anything, such as people. So Lily's set equals Lily, Corey, and apparently Carol and Eric. You're in all my classes? I asked, looking over Eric's schedule. I had asked to see it under the pretense of helping him find the rest of the classrooms. Weird. He put a French fry in his mouth. This isn't mathematically possible. He took the schedule back for me. And yet it is. Weird. Does Carol have anything to do with why you skipped school last month? Corey proposed another theory in her series. Why Lily skipped school? No. I quickly took a bite of my hamburger to avoid further conversation. Carol scoffed. Oh, that? Trust me, that had nothing to do with me. Algebra just had a breakdown over her mom dating the new writing assistant and couldn't take it anymore. Aunt Jenny thinks she skipped school to get her attention. Carol! I said loudly. Your mom is dating her assistant? Corey asked, scandalized, and then interested. The cute guy? Eric choked on a french fry. Carol, I said as I stood up, I would like to speak with you over by the salad bar. I tried to keep my voice calm. Carol rolled her eyes as she got up. Jeez, Algebra, don't be all upset. When we got over to the salad bar, Carol said... What? I don't understand why you're mad. Your friend is not going to let this go, and you obviously can't come up with a good cover story. You've had a whole month. This is perfect. It explains the school skipping, and your grounding, and provides a reason for King Matt to be around, because eventually he and Corey are going to run into each other. What are you going to do? Never invite her over again? No. Exactly. Besides, now Corey will stop thinking you're on drugs. What? She passed me a note in Health and Careers asking if I thought you were on drugs. I put two and two together, Algebra. I'm not the only one who can do math. Having good observational skills and a logical mind is not math, although it doesn't hurt your mathematical ability to have those things. Whatever. Will you stop flipping out? I want to finish my lunch. She walked away. Is everything okay? Eric asked when I returned to the table. I nodded. It's fine. I looked at Corey and lied again. Carol's right about my mom and the skipping and everything. I'm really not handling it very well. Corey smiled. That's got to be hard, Lily. I mean, your mom has never dated anyone since your dad, right? Right. Hey, I told the truth for once. She nodded sympathetically. That's a long time. She put her hand on my shoulder. But now that I know, I can help you deal more productively so you won't have to skip school because that's really destructive, Lily. I managed to give Carol a dirty look before mumbling. I know. Who knew I sat down with a rough crowd? Eric joked. Ha ha, Corey said. We're not a rough crowd, usually. 
She glanced at Carol. Where did you move from, Eric? Missouri. Why did you move here? My dad's firm transferred him. Corey nodded. What does he do? He's an accountant. Really? I perked up at the mention of a math-related career. Maybe you should ask him for help with your algebra homework. Eric laughed like he never thought of that idea before. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. I'm going to the library, I said, standing up with my tray. I'll come with you. Eric jumped up. I looked at his half-eaten burger. You haven't finished eating. I'm not hungry. Besides, I really want to see the library. Fine. There seemed to be no getting rid of Eric. So, do you really like origami? Eric asked, pointing to the book I checked out. A friend of mine does it, and I thought it was interesting. This is the problem with having a secret life. To keep it secret, you must keep telling lie after lie. Really? Who? Corey? Carol? Um, no, you don't know him. He doesn't go to this school. And even if it didn't violate the shh, it's a secret act, I really didn't want to talk about Kalo, my possible Prince Charming with weird Eric who will not be denied my friendship. Do you really like weaponry? I pointed to his book on medieval weapons. I do, he nodded. And thankfully, the bell rang just then for fifth period. Eric was like a magnet that couldn't help but cling to me. That's 40 love, Algebra! Carol called from the other side of the tennis court. Eric marked our group's score sheet. We were in groups of three, taking turns playing each other. It was our last game before letting another group have our court. Carol had barely beaten Eric, but I'd lost to both of them. Well, I was about to lose to Carol. Thankfully, a large portion of our grade in this class was based on a written test, and another big chunk on our attendance. I'd done the math. If I made a 100 on the written test and didn't miss too many more days, I could make a C on the skills test and still get an A. Not my parents cared about my tennis grade. They just wanted to see A's in legendary literature. And that's game! Carol's serve whizzed past me. Great, I said, turning to go to the practice court to work on my serve. Eric caught up to me. You're not too bad, princess. You just need to toss the ball more in front of you on your serve. I stopped walking. Wait, what did you call me? He paled. Um, Lily. I called you Lily because that's your name. No. I shook my head, advancing toward him and pointing with my racket. He backed up until he ran into the chain-link fence surrounding the practice court. You called me princess. Who are you? You're not from Missouri. Carol caught up to us just then. She pulled me away from Eric and snatched my racket. You want to cool it, Algebra? You'll blow our cover. What cover? The cover that all of us are really citizens of Smith's SFL, she hissed. I turned to Eric and whispered, You're from Smith's SFL? He nodded, just as Coach Landers called. Lily! Carol! I followed, suspiciously eyeing Eric. When we got to the practice court, Carol immediately started practicing her serve, and I turned on Eric. What are you doing here? I'm part of the security division of the agency. His Majesty has assigned me as your personal bodyguard. What? Carol turned on me grumpily. Algebra, seriously. Keep it together. At least pretend to be participating in class. I ignored her and asked Eric, How were you able to enroll in school? You're not also my cousin, are you? No. Doug, the head observer from the observatory, came over and acted as my father, giving the address of his apartment in this world as our home. How did you manage to get in all my classes? He shrugged. Magic? Doug has a wand. He used magic here, in the real world? I was shocked. I kind of thought it wouldn't work here. Although the portal worked here, and the mirror phone, and the magical mail network, and marvelous Midas cream, but all those things were in my house. I never knew magic could work outside of it, unless you counted Santa, and however it was that he got around at Christmas, but I was still researching that. He laughed. It's funny to hear you call it the real world. Back home, we call it other world. The bell rang then, dismissing us for the day. Coach made Eric and me pick up all the balls since we had talked so much. He stood the baseline chatting with Carol. 
After we finished hauling the balls back to the equipment room, Eric walked with me to my locker. His was right next to mine. I hadn't noticed it earlier because I'd used the passing periods to try to get away from him. Would you like me to carry your books? He asked, holding out his hand. Um, no, I said more rudely than I meant to. Absolutely not. When Carol came up to us, I almost dropped my books in surprise. She was actually smiling. I hadn't ever seen her smile. Coach says I'm pretty good at tennis. Her voice was strange, bubbly and happy. He wants me to move up to the advanced group next week, and the spring he thinks I should try out for the tennis team. Great. I rolled my eyes. Let's go home. Carol said, I need to get my books. Calm down, Algebra. Count by 12s or whatever it is you do to relax. I'll just be a minute. She walked off towards her locker. I hated that what she said about me was true, although counting by 12s was kind of easy. Counting the squares or going through Fibonacci's sequence was much more challenging. On second thought, I didn't hate that it was true. I hated that she knew that about me. Eric asked, so what's it like living with Carol? I just looked at him. Can't she provide security for me without actually hanging around all the time? He shook his head. My orders are to not let you out of my sight any time you leave the magical realm. You're just going to follow me around everywhere? Will people think that's weird? He shrugged. I guess that's why I'm enrolled as a student, to blend in better. How was he going to blend in? There was no reason to have someone follow you around all the time unless they were your best friend or your... No. No way. That wasn't what people were going to think, were they? Carol finally returned while I was still processing all of that. You look tense, Algebra. Did you skip a 12 or something? I really hated her. Was that bad for a princess to think? Thank you for listening to Calculating Christmas. If you can't wait for next week's chapter, you can always purchase the book on Amazon in print or Kindle formats. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on the characters or the story. You can reach out to me through the Lily Sparrow Chronicles Facebook page. Until next time, happy reading.